Welcome to Flash Fiction from Giant's Reach by Steve Cook. When I'm not writing, I am a primary school teacher, and very occasionally I will come across a child, just like occasionally I'll come across an adult, who just wants to be contrary. Uh, and just wants to go against whatever I'm saying and and do their own thing and have a bit of attitude about it. Uh, And it's very cathartic to write about uh, how they get their comeuppance. Now, of course, it doesn't end terribly well for the child involved, but this is the closest I'll get to writing about what I do when I'm not writing. So uh, this one comes from the heart. Hard Lessons John stood and put his hands behind his back. Father says I don't need to learn this, he said, and sat back down. Porrig looked down at him through tiny pebble lenses, the glasses only making his veined nose appear massive. Your father pays a lot of money to retain me, young man, he said, folding his hands over his belly. I'm sure he would be disappointed to learn that his money is being wasted. John shrugged, his velvet jacket riding up slightly. I don't care about that. He yawned and got back up. Where are you going? The kitchen, John said. There's bound to be some food in there. I'm starving. And besides... He sniffed and pulled a face. Stinks in here. Like old man. Porrig watched him go, every stride heavy with contempt. A shame, he said. I expected better. John froze, hand on the doorknob. I beg your pardon. I said I expected better. Porrig began to shuffle the loose sheets in front of him together, tidying away the quill and ink that lay unused on the table. I taught your father, you know, and he was... He paused, papers in hand. Actually, no, scratch that. He was an arrogant sod as well. John's hand had slowly left the doorknob, curling into a fist as he turned back to face the tutor. How... how... Dare you? He said things like that too, Porrig said, ignoring him. He liked to pull out inventive threats. Said he'd have his father's dog set on me. Once, <laughs> once he even threatened to have a part of my anatomy removed, one that I happened to be quite attached to. I listened, even believed him for a while. He barely turned his head, sliding his gaze over to the little lordling. Of course, then I spoke to his father about it. It was the boy's turn to pause. What happened? Beaten. Every day for a week. Raw, mind. With a belt. John's lip curled. You wouldn't dare. I don't believe for even a second that Grandfather would allow you to beat Father. Oh, no, no. Porrig eased himself back into his seat, staring off across the ears. He did it himself. Out in the square, in full view of everyone. His own belt. Hardest lesson your father ever learned, he told me later. But he sat in that seat right there, willingly, every day thereafter until I was satisfied. And he will demand the same thing from you. Doubt clouded the boy's face now, but he shook his head. You're lying. The tutor leaned forward and looked over his glasses. Try me, boy. Emotions warred on John's face, but the sneer won out. He opened his mouth 
but Porrig cut him off. I wouldn't even bother, unless that's about to be an apology. The boy's cheeks flushed hot red, and he grabbed at the door handle, fumbling it open. When he pulled it shut behind himself, it bounced off the door frame and swung open a little. Not even a particularly good exit, Porrig sniffed. More like his father than he knows it. In the quiet of the room, the old man stiffly gathered together the rest of his papers and books, then put them into a large chest that sat against one wall. With a satisfied nod, he crossed to the door, exited, and closed it quietly behind himself. The boy's yells echoed from the walls of the keep. Lord Taran's hand rose and fell again and again, tightly gripping the belt. To the side, passing soldiers and the occasional uplift paused in their duties to watch the performance. Porrig leaned against the stone windowsill, looking down at the scene. He winced as every stroke landed, until it was over. The boy ran away, hiding his face, and after a moment's rest, Lord Taran crossed to the tower entrance and climbed the stairs. Porrig turned to greet him as he came through the door. The man was breathing heavily, and he slumped straight into one of the two seats in front of the fire. Satisfied? Porrig gently lowered himself into the other. My lord, cast your mind back to when you were in the same position your son is in now. I couldn't sit for a week. I hated father for it. I hated you for it. To be honest, right now I feel the same way. My son, my son, shamed in front of everyone. He came to me too, just as you have, Porrig said quietly. He told me that it was the hardest thing he had ever done to follow through on such a threat. But he did it, just as you have. And now look at you. Lord Taran shook his head. Really? I can't imagine my father ever doubting anything. Not the way he appeared to me. He was faultless. He was a man, just as you are. Just as John will be. He chuckled. Old as you are and old as I am, and you're still teaching me things about my own father. We can only hope that, like you before him, the lesson will take for John, Porrig said. The two men lapsed into silence, but for the crackling of the fire. You've been listening to Flash Fiction, written for my Patreon, Giant's Reach. If you'd like to become a supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash Giant's Reach where you can find more fiction just like this, 